Only the schwas can save us from Satan's Y2K. I'm Tucker. I think this whole 1990 mess could have been fixed real easy if Keurig was around with a Y2K cup? I'm Sam and this is End of Days on Stinker Madness? What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Welcome to Stinker Madness, the bad movie podcast for bad movie lovers. And that was the best one-liner I could come up with. How are you, Tucker? Doing good. How are you, Sam? I'm good. Apparently, my joke writing is as subpar as usual. <laughs> Y2K cup. Solid, Why not, solid right? stuff. <laughs> we may as well just get this part of it out of the way. Where were you on Y2K? Oh, I pretty much was kind of like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I was at that point yeah. in my life where I was like, eh, I'm probably not going to live past 25 anyway. Did you like go anywhere or do anything or were you bought it? Like, did you stay home? Oh, no, we, uh, I ended up downtown Boise for a little while that night. Um, but I think I was hanging out with, uh, with uh, Jeff Brown. Huh. Yeah. I, Jeff uh, and Crystal. We were downtown. At, at the time, I, I had a girlfriend who was... She had the Y2K fear. Oh, no. So my my party like it, it was 1999 was spent watching Mel Gibson's Payback with her and her dad. Huh. Interesting choice. And then when choice. the world didn't end, I was like... This was actually in the very early days of Netflix, so like I just go over there sometimes on a Friday night, and it was like whatever came in Netflix that week in the mail on the discs, mm -hmm. and uh, it was payback. There was another one, I just don't remember what that was, and I had already seen Point Blank with Lee Marvin at that point, and so I'm watching it the whole time going, I don't think the world's going to end, and I swear to God, this is just Point Blank with we Lee Marvin, what the <laughs> fuck? Because you didn't have your phone internet to look it up and go, yep, it's just that. So I'm just like this whole time watching this movie going, this is like scene to scene, a remake of that movie. And it doesn't say anything about that. And uh, turns out it was. Excellent. Well, that's, that sounds like a good My, way to maybe, you know, possibly end the world. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there was a party that sounded like it was pretty awesome. Like they actually partied like it was 1999 because it was, and I didn't get to go. Oh man. Yeah. Justin was there under the name, under the assumed moniker of J money. Wow. Now th yeah. that's a good way to possibly go out. <laughs> we, we should mention that he texts us, this week during the editing of the episode because we intentionally pissed him off with the Star Trek shit. Right. It was great. So now we're going to piss him off with weird nicknames that he hated, like Jay Money. 
Was that really one of his nicknames? Uh, some guy that he didn't like at work would call him that. Oh. He'd be like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. Oh, and then the everybody worst. started calling him that. And then there was a two-year period where if I called him it, he would just like snap his head and give me the evil eye. And I'm like, oh, sorry, Jay Money. <laughs> uh, classic. Classic. My dad, uh, the last thing of note in Y2K, thought it was really funny that... Because there was, like, the Y2K compliant bullshit that was stickers everywhere because we didn't know if the world was going to end, even though people were like, I'm pretty sure the world's not going to end. Yeah. Uh, he left, he, he printed out and packaging tape to his door a piece of paper that said, Y2K complacent. <laughs> and he thought that that was so funny that he left it up there for about 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's about where I was. I was Y2K. Okay, complacent. Yeah, it's yeah. Hmm. I didn't really buy in. I was kind of like, eh, probably not. It's probably going to be fine. End of days is about that sort of. I guess it's taking place in that that year. So why not do a Saint movie that the end of the world, nineteen ninety nine, the whole thing. Uh so this thing's just riddled with symptomatic uh, issue, issues with the Y2K business throughout the film. Uh, This is also, this has to be, because Hyams directed it. This is how we got this thing, as we're talking about Hyams last week. He ends up doing this as well. We can't decide if he makes a good movie, but he's already put a feather in his cap for me. He shot this himself. Yeah. He could be the most mediocre director ever. You have the ability to run a movie that cost a hundred million dollars and shoot it yourself. And I can, this, he did a good job shooting this movie. So I don't care if he only made crap. The guy, the guy was pretty good, I guess. Yeah. You know, he can, he could do it. Just don't know how particularly inspired he was as a filmmaker, but he's, he definitely can, you know, technically pull it off. And yeah, that's, that's impressive. Well, in terms of the inspiration of the film, apparently it's Jimmy Cam Cam calls him on the phone and he's like, you got to do this movie. And it's yeah. already like, this is set in the two hour block that year. It's got a big budget. Universal needs to fill the block. Sam Raimi and Guillermo del Toro have already both said no. Yep. And originally, this was written for Tom Cruise and Liv Tyler, and I guess she didn't want to, like, make out with him, so they don't do the movie. So they get oh. Schwaz, and then Schwaz... And Schwaz uh, is coming off his, like, couple-year hiatus after having heart surgery, and he couldn't get insured on a movie. So this is, like, his yeah. comeback. In fact, I guess the insurance guys were on set for the first two weeks of filming before they finally left him alone. Right. He's like, They're come really on, like, I'm fine, the, the Donis. Leave me alone. Me with a fake heart is ten <laughs> times the Tom Cruise's. Ten. I'll never die. <laughs> First of many. First of many. Oh, yes. I still wonder, like, you got to get a shoe in for your buddy. Like, Oh, I got to find somebody that's going to direct this for Schwaz and not screw it up. Peter Hyams is the top of that list. Yeah. In I'm, 1999. I'm wondering where that comes from. 
What gives Cameron yeah, such I'm confidence confused. in Hyams? I have no idea. Yeah. Like, do they have any crossover in any movie credit-wise? Like, did Hyams... Maybe Hyams worked as a DP. I feel like Hyams has worked worked for Cameron before. I can't verify that, though. Right. I know that there's a lot of connections with all of the people in this doing stuff later, but... Mm -hmm. And there's just a a, a slew of character actors that are big big time in this thing. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Kate Winslet wouldn't do the favor for uh because after tyler gets burned and they get schwa's cam cam tried to get kate winslet she said no yeah so robin tunney just ends up being the one that that does it uh i don't know if she was hot at this point or ever hot like she's in the craft i guess that was kind of like oh, a cult thing yeah. um i never saw the craft i think i did it took me like four tries of falling asleep through it though before i was like okay i've seen it yay yeah it's one of those big important movies that gets real boring (laughs) craft it's like it's like gone with the wind like oh like at some point it probably is like gone it's like Gone with the Wind for 13-year-old girls <laughs> that haven't seen the actual Gone with the Wind because they would like it better. I can't believe I grabbed Gone like, with the oh Wind my as a big, important movie. <sighs> I'm off my game. <laughs> oh, but shall we talk about Marcus Nispel then? We should talk about Marcus Nispel because that's who actually had this thing sewed up as the director, and this would have been his first film. Yeah. He had done music videos and commercials up to this point. And so he gets his first big movie. And this is a really big movie for a guy that's only done music videos and uh, commercials to get, I would think. You would think so. So what he does then is lead off with a 64 page manifesto of demands that gets leaked to variety and he quits. He doesn't actually get kicked off the movie for this. He just quits because he's so embarrassed about (laughs) some of the shit that he asked for. And I guess you've looked up some of that shit. Yeah. I found the variety article that has a bunch of the quotes from the manifesto. So it says, uh, for a big star, a pretty PA of the per- of their preferred sex should always be there to keep tabs on talent. Marcus doesn't do client dinners. Explain that he has a superstition. And then it has uh, before he, shooting. <laughs> like before- He's referred to himself in the third person in his manifesto? Yeah, all, always it looks like. He says, nobody. Oh. This is in pre-production. He says- Nobody talks to Marcus without having read the concept and his pertinent procedure form. <laughs> he has a pertinent oh procedure my. form. He's, oh man. And then when scheduling, make sure to leave eight hours sleep time for Marcus. My God. Assistant or driver the should be waiting with the engine is- running when rap is called. And it it goes, I mean, it's 64 pages. 64 pages of that? Apparently. I mean, I mean, those are just some pulled quotes, but. Sweet mother of pearl. It's easier to write a script. Yeah. (laughs) 
Marcus is last to be picked up and first to be dropped off religiously. Don't ask him. Just do it. If there is a possibility (laughs) he may be going back to the office, check with him privately before getting into the van. Oh, boy. (laughs) Wow. Wow. This is during traveling. And he says, "Um, Marcus never stays at the same hotel as clients, especially abroad. Who are these clients? The investors? I, I guess. Or his bosses. Look at this one. Oh, this is during shooting. Talent should be kept invisible distance from Marcus. They should ask, be asked to remain quiet and not talk to Marcus unless he needs to talk to them. That's talent. That's how he treats his, his actors. <laughs> Huh. I love this. So his first movie would end up being Texas Chainsaw Massacre for uh, that was produced by the Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. And actually, most of the connections in this seem like they end up in Michael Bay films at, at yeah. some point or another, for whatever reason. What a shocker. Who, Liv Tyler, I think, at this time, leaves this to do Armageddon or some shit like that. Mm. Uh, so there's just there's Michael Bay connections abound. He used to direct commercials as well. Apparently, some of the best ones ever made. Well, good but for him. Texas Chainsaw <laughs> does like a hundred million on nine yeah. million dollars. So it's like, oh, the Nispel is rising, but then he gets what he was asking for. I guess like he was asking for it. He didn't get specifically his list of manifesto demands, but he learned why he should never create such a manifesto because a couple films later, he ends up having to work for Fox. Ah. The last place that you work, if you have a 64 page manifesto of demands, because you're not going to get shit and you're going to do exactly what the five on-site producers tell you to, even though it has nothing to do with the movie. And I watched the, I've watched Pathfinder and I was really curious as to how, it was in the theater after I watched it. So I watched the commentary with Marcus and spell uh, and boy, did he learn his lesson? You could hear the, the sound of resonant defeat in his voice oh. as he talked about the film all the way through. And that every decision that was made was not his own <laughs> and that he was able to like growth as a working person. That's an employee of an industry. He didn't badmouth Fox at any point. He just was like, yeah, five producers get off a helicopter and they you know, tell you what to do. And that's just how Fox makes movies. And they make some pretty good movies. Do they? <laughs> this isn't one of them. And you are emotionally defeated, sir. Oh, man. So he apparently did get his just desserts. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. And where's he end up? I know he did the Conan the Barbarian and he did the Friday the 13th reboot. Re sequel type thing, yeah. but d- has he done Exeter? Is his last 2015 was his last movie Exeter? Mm. I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. It never seemed like it. it was a tank. Yeah. Uh, I really liked his Conan the Barbarian. Uh-huh. I really liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I thought it it really held the spirit of the film while mixing in a lot more of the comic book business. Mm. It was a little bit more fantastic. It was a little closer to the uh, yeah. possibly Oliver Stone's original script that involved all sorts of zombies and aliens. It had like sand zombies. So it was probably a lot closer to that. Yeah. And closer to the 
the uh, graphic novel or, or comic, and it was a good time. Yeah, I but enjoyed I never it. saw the Exeter thing. I enjoyed the Conan movie. As far as Schwaz goes, this is sort of like he does six day and collateral after this. They both tank. This apparently made. 67 million domestically and 212 total. And because DVD was still bailing out Hollywood, this thing made money. Yeah. It did okay. It underperformed expectations, but it didn't lose money. Right. Well, I'm happy to say I went and saw all three of them, so it wasn't my fault. You were you were still buying tickets? Yeah. I saw collateral damage in the theater. I saw um the sixth day in the theater. And this one. I saw the sixth day in the theater, so I passed on collateral damage. <laughs> I think Even the sixth day is kind of a riot. <laughs> the sixth day is a riot. It has the worst, greatest one-liner of all time, or the greatest, worst one-liner of all time, because it takes too long for him to get it out, and it's ridiculous, where he's like, you should make another clung so that you can fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. I wanted to stand up. I wanted to stand up and clap in the theater. I like. The, We're going to um, do that one day. Or, oh, good. Yeah, we might have already done it. Yeah, I, I like the interplay between the Schwaz clones. It's good times. Rivaled only by the interplay between various versions of Bill and Ted's, <laughs> Bills and Ted's. <laughs> Well, I think they're all still trying to get to Van Damme and Van Damme on screen. Mm, that's the that's the ideal. The pinnacle of shameless starring with yourself for no reason is any of the many times that Van Damme decides to do it. Yeah. <laughs> How many times has he done it? I only know of the one, really, that I know of, <laughs> that I can think of. He does it a little in Time Cop. Okay. He does it in the one where it's Van Damme and Van Damme, and that's how it's billed. It has Isn't that uh, double team? Or, or is double that the team. one with... Oh, man. Never mind. No, double team's we'll in Rodman. Uh, yeah, that's the Rodman one. Double. It's Double impact. Double impact. That's it. I knew it was a double. Yeah. We did double impact. And then he does replicant direct, TV, direct video where mm. he's the good guy and the bad guy. And nice. it's worth watching with the commentary on because he goes on a long rant about having to find the right sweatpants <laughs> to make his butt look good. <laughs> he talks about his butt more than he talks about any part of the movie, really. But he is obviously Seems emotionally right. vexed by the fact that he, one, had to wear sweatpants and two, because they obviously couldn't find the right sweatpants that would flatter his figure that he found these ones that do it. And you're like, those are like Walmart Hanes sweatpants. Anyone would have worked at this point. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I say if you have at least three movies where you're acting opposite yourself, that's excessive. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Qualified. Uh, also to be mentioned, this is the tail end of when you still had to sell soundtracks, so you had to book a band for it. Hells, yeah. So one of the one of the <laughs> early incarnations of not really Guns N' Roses yeah. does the oh my god big song for this movie, but it's just Axl Rose and some other guys that Dizzy Reed's still there, but he's not really an original member, yeah. so whatever. I saw that iteration of the band live. 
the Axl Rose band. Why? Um, I was, I, as a kid, I like in fifth grade through seventh grade, I think I was obsessed with Guns N' Roses and so much so that, um, even though I was kind of getting out of it because of the, you know, Nirvana hit and things were going different direction for me, I still liked it enough that I got tickets. My dad got me tickets to go see them and Metallica and Faith No More at the Kingdom in Seattle. And then James wow. Hetfield blew up on stage in the pyrotechnics and burned his arms. So they had to cancel or reschedule mm-hmm. it all. And I didn't get to go. And so this was like 14 years later. And I, you know, he's coming to Nampa, Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. quote unquote, is coming to Nampa. And uh, I was like, fuck it. Let's, I'm going to go. And, you know, it'll be fun. And he gave you the whole experience. Tur- he came on two hours late. Um, mm-hmm. I had to leave early because I had to work at four in the morning. So I was like, oh, I can't stay all night because he came out two hours late. Turns out he was watching the rest of Monday Night Football. Oh, so, you know, we all sat there and waited and I was like, everybody was getting pissed off. And I was like, this is great. This is just what I thought <laughs> I'd get. And, uh, and then it was, you know, this weird corn road, Axel Rose. that's kind of p- puffy and it was a real awkward period for him he looks better now uh sometimes but uh, (laughs) it was an awkward period i think and he was wearing like big hockey jerseys and um still running around the stage and buckethead was the guitarist and uh i can't remember the rest of man but it was you know it was fun for a while and then i was like i'm gonna be tired i think we'll go but I left as they were yeah. playing Paradise City, so I was like, "Well, at least that's the last before the encore." So, yeah, yeah. But it was fun. Almost made it. Yeah. Now they're like together, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'd like to see it now. I think that'd be fun." Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to be my dad buying those fucking Eagles tickets that pissed me off so much in the '90s. So maybe I won't do that. <laughs> I think I went to the Dylan comeback uh-huh. thing. That was actually pretty decent. I think Tom Petty was there with him, but it's like, I should remember it more for how big of a concert deal it was. And yeah. I barely remember it. So it must've been just okay. Right. Yeah. It was like, you know, probably a couple of years removed from the first time I saw Guar, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't quite there guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Guar shows are fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rounding out the cast, we've got Gabby Byrne, Gabriel Byrne. Ah, uh, yes. Kevin Pollack, Rod Steiger, Academy Award winning Rod Steiger, Miriam Margolis, who apparently claimed that during the coffee table fight scene, Schwaz farted in her face. Oh. Jesus. So she doesn't like him. Yeah. He farted in her face. Well, that's, that's a pretty... Grievous offense. Did he say, excuse me, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Did he do that? Or was he like, I don't think so. Fucking eat it. I don't care. Eat my farts. (laughs) (laughs) What was his attitude? (laughs) I think it was probably the latter. (laughs) Go to be the governor. (laughs) Udo Kier is in this and was originally yeah. supposed to play uh, Gabriel Burns part, but apparently the studio was like, we can't have two Austrian Germans 
talking to each other a lot, I guess. (laughs) Even though I'm like, no, that's what we needed for this thing. Yeah. Is large periods of (laughs) ambiguous dialogue. Uh, That would have been pretty great. Not that I guess it would have been do, pretty great. They don't do that much interacting, I guess, but still. <laughs> Udo's in a pretty small part, although very impactful. It is. Let's get into this. All right. It starts with a priest or whatever staring at the sky and apparently thinks, wait, I've seen this before. And he goes and gets his scrolls out. And he's like, there it is. He's... There's a long, like, super satanic image thing happening for a long period of time through the titles, and oh, the then titles, this yeah. guy shows up, and he, uh, he's got, like, some really fancy scroll holders uh-huh. that look almost steampunk, and he is not gentle to what looks to be very sacred scroll. Yeah, like ancient. He's just tearing through it like it's toilet paper. Yeah. And... And he sees it. He's like, there it is. Mm-hmm. The eye of God. Just as prophesied. So he runs downstairs, and I'm guessing this, this is the Pope. It says it's the Pope mm. in the credits. I couldn't tell that. Yeah. There's a certain level of I don't know what's going on that happens throughout this whole film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Margolis, famed uh, character actor, is the Pope, and he's like, Ventura. <laughs> You got animals in there. I can hear them scratching around. (laughs) No matter what he does in his illustrious career, he's always Ace Ventura's landlord to me. (laughs) Oh, man. That's one that has not like, like, I'll, I'll recognize it, but the things did not stick in my brain. And I'm kind of thankful for it when I hear them sometimes <laughs> yeah is it time to go back and watch ace ventura again for you <laughs> it must be boy i bet that to watch the promising start <laughs> i know i bet it's still like one of my jim carrey things is i'm watching ace ventura i'm like this is really funny nowhere but up for this guy and in hindsight for his just raw comedy movies, it's one of the better handfuls. Like Dumb and yeah, Dumber was yeah. probably better. Yeah. But like I thought there was nothing but great things ahead for him and his career was very strange. It was for sure. Uh the Pope has decided they need to protect the child. I guess there's a baby being born. That's why this is all a thing. I'm yeah. thinking the baby's the Antichrist. It's not. It's a girl. It doesn't make any sense to me. Some nurse steals the baby. The prophecy says that a baby will be born under this eye of God sky. And that baby will grow up to be the mother of the Antichrist. Oh. So the devil's going to... I didn't... Fuck this baby at some point and turn it in and, and create the Antichrist. I had a, I, I think I missed a lot of what was supposed to be intended with the dialogue then, because I didn't get any of that. No, I get it, because I saw this in the theater. I've recently been watching all of Schwarzenegger's movies, just to be a crazy person. And so I watched this not too long ago, and this time is the first time I really got what was going on. 
because it's not like it's poorly made or anything, but there's something disengaging about the information part. Like your brain doesn't want to absorb what's happening necessarily. (laughs) I think the reason that I have a hard time with it is that the things happening on screen are barely related to the words being spoken most of the time. Mm. So you're like, wait, what you're not talking about the things that are around you. Like when the, when Schwaz and Kevin Pollock are talking about stuff, you're just confused as fuck as to what's going on with their lives and who they are yeah. constantly. Cause you're like, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Uh, they take, they take the baby into the basement where Udo Kier does a snake ritual on the baby. And, uh, then they yeah. usher it off. Like baptizes he, like, it in snake just, blood. Yeah, basically. I guess. And then after he stabs the snake, he just drops it. And I'm like, that's not how snakes die. They don't <laughs> die fast. If you let go of that snake, it's going to bite you in the face. Uh, so that's what really happened there is he let go of it. And then a rattlesnake bites his face. And he's like, ah, and they're like, yeah, you can't let it go. It's going to run. You can cut its head off and it'll still move around for like 10 hours. Oh, God. I have it in my notes here. It says, nurse runs off with newborn, takes it to Udo Kier. (laughs) (laughs) This already has taken a dark turn. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) He's probably a wonderful man. But I've seen him in enough movies to know if you're in a movie, don't take the newborn to Udo. No. <laughs> Even Ace, he's in Ace Ventura. Is Another he? connection. Yes. Is this a sequel to Ace Ventura? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> so then it's 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Three more nights until Y2K. There's a invisible, I wrote down, Invis Hunter, cover the hallways. We need to flush him out. But then I wrote, Invis Hunter roller skates? Because the the wispy figure that we can't really see that's supposed uh-huh. to be invisual, visible is moving very much like it's roller skating. Huh. I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. Is this... Like, is it the Same. ghost of Steve Gutenberg and can't stop the music? <laughs> Maybe. Or when Satan takes a holiday, he likes to have a good time. He's like, what? You don't like skates? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Guys got to get around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to be an angel. I can skate like an angel. <laughs> and he's following Gabriel Byrne. Who's, uh... He killed... Well, Gabriel Burns Who is... He's Gabriel... He's a Wall Street banker. Okay. And he's at a fancy restaurant, and he gets up from the table and goes to the bathroom, and Wispy Thing follows him into the bathroom. And, and uh, then beats him up before taking his body. And you're like, why not just take his body? Why do you have to beat him up? I thought maybe this is what like transphobic people think is going on in the bathrooms. Because I'm always like, what do they I, think is happening in bathrooms? 
Maybe they think the devil's in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's in this one. (laughs) And now he's in Gabriel Byrne. The devil. Uh Uh-huh. The devil is in Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. And he comes out of the bathroom (laughs) and just pulls a lady's boob out and makes out with her in front of her husband, who is, like, about to say stop, but he just gives him the eye, and he's like... Go ahead. Yeah. And then she watches him leave. Like, who was that? Masked gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. She looks at him like, why don't you sexually assault me in public more often, Steve? Yeah. Why can't you be more like like the devil? Mm -hmm. He's like, this isn't in the marriage handbook. Yeah. In fact, there's points that expressly say not to do what he just did. Yeah. But they don't get a chance to go through all that because they explode. Yeah, he blows it up. Why is that? I don't know. I guess because he doesn't want to like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Does he not want people talking about Gabriel Byrne around town? Maybe <laughs> someone recognize him, be like, make a stink about him and cause everything to be a problem. Being in this body, yeah. I guess. He's like. It makes the cover of the New York Times or at least page six. And they're like, mm-hmm. Wall Street investment banker acts like Wall Street investment banker in restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Headline. <laughs> but he's the devil. Maybe he's just like, eh, it'd be fun to kill a bunch of people right off the bat. Famed investor under better behavior in restaurant before he blows it up, which is better behavior. <laughs> And now we get to meet the man, the myth, the legend, Jericho. They all have stupid Bible-y names, too. Um, Jericho Kane. Jericho Kane. <laughs> Do you think Tom Cruise fits the name Jericho Kane better or Schwaz? Could you imagine Tom Cruise being named Jericho Kane in this movie? After the mummy, I can imagine anything. Yeah, you're right. You're right. After he after he tried to pull that fucking shit off, I'm like, no, this guy's gonna try anything, yeah. including Top Gun Two. Really? Yeah. As long as he keeps pumping out Mission Impossible movies that people like, he can take those swings on other things and see what happens. The mummy doesn't have to be a people, success. People like those. Yeah, they're fun. I like the Wu one because it's so ridiculous where he's oh like God. double kicking in air on top of the monolith, but that's the only one I like because it's so completely stupid. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, you got to be like someone that's like, um, I like watching weird, crazy stunts and I love watching Tom Cruise run. Why? Also, in the newest one, he, like, beats up Henry Cavill. Yeah. Don't buy it. Not buying it. I buy it. It's a good scene. That one's the best for the running because it has him running off in soft focus in the background of a scene, too, which is just hilarious. It's like it's toward the end after he's been running for two hours. And then he's like, okay, I got to go. And she's like, okay. And then next thing you know, you see him running off in the background. It's top speed. <laughs> Run, Tom. Uh, that's good times. 
Anyway, this is Schwaz. And he And this is, is what you say is uh-huh. is worth price of admission right here. Yes. He's Martin Riggs, first of all. His introduction is my family's dead. I'm gonna put a gun to my head. But before he can do anything, Kevin Pollock shows up and gives mm-hmm. him coffee. He's got Which is the first ingredient in the greatest <laughs> cinematic foul shit that you've ever seen a down on his luck uh loose cannon cop make in their fucking trailer or apartment in every movie like this mm-hmm. which made me think for you know i always thought he was a cop in this movie he's not a cop in this movie he no. behaves like one but not so what are the okay what are the ingredients okay. besides coffee in his breakfast smoothie so you get your blender you pour in your coffee and then you pour in some Pepto-Bismol. Mm-hmm. And then about a quarter of a glass of f- what looks to be flat warm beer. Mm-hmm. And then a-, a banana peel, I believe. <laughs> a peel, I think. And then you throw in two boxes of whatever Chinese takeout leftover you got on the counter. And then <laughs> you look around for any floor pizza you might find. <laughs> and they just stuff all that in there, blend it, serve. Breakfast is the most important meal <laughs> of the day. He says he that. Does. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys aren't cops. They they act like cops. They act like they're partners. They act like cops in any cop movie, but they work for a security company. So he used to be a cop. So they're like former law mm-hmm. enforcement. They work for striker security. And they're going to go guard what they call a Wall Street scumbag. Okay. And that Wall Street scumbag is Gabriel Byrne. So they're guardians of the devil. Right. And then this is where, yeah, this leads into the other part that I thought was... uh Worth the price of admission, which is the uh, attempted assassination of the Wall Street guy. There's a shooter outside this building mm-hmm. that they arrive at. And so Jericho Kane takes off after the shooter. And uh, eventually he gets on the uh, the shooter goes up towards the roof. So he calls them to bring the helicopter down, like onto the city streets to pick them up. Which mm-hmm. looked insane. I was like, what are you doing? For this guy? For this Wall mm-hmm. Street banker? Like, who gives a shit? Anyway, he goes up in this helicopter and he, like, straps on a, a cable. And he's hanging from the helicopter and chasing the guy on the roof. Yeah. With his arms outstretched. <laughs> and his little running legs. it's hilarious it's supposed to play like he's rappelling off of there and he gets stuck sort of but then like the helicopter pilot just knows like no this is his flying grabber move (laughs) and so he's not doing anything except just grabbing at air 
while the helicopter guy steers him <laughs> after the villain. It's great. He eventually captures the guy. He catches him right mm-hmm. before he tries to kill himself. The shooter is also really old and shouldn't be able to get away because of his age. Yeah. But he manages to be uh, pretty good in pretty good health. They make it down to the street and uh, Schwaz drops him through a glass awning onto a newsstand. Mm-hmm. And he seems pretty fucked up. Yeah. He's, he's bleeding. It looks like his arms broke. But he makes off into an abandoned subway tunnel anyway. Yeah, well, this guy's got a lot going on, it seems. Uh, <laughs> something not quite natural about him. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they end up down in the subway. And uh, and there, what does he say to him? Like, he ends up saying something to Jericho Kane. Uh, he's giving him warnings about the end of the world. Before they have a shootout that he loses miserably. But in an investigation scene later, Mm -hmm. he has clearly cut his own tongue off and shouldn't be able to talk. Yeah. And so there's uh, they're they're making um, we find out that obviously he might have been kicked off the force or had to stop being a cop because his his kid and wife were killed and he developed a drinking problem. Because I think mm-hmm. he's asked if he's been drinking again. Because this, mm-hmm. this guy's got no tongue. He didn't say any of that shit to you, you know. So we get like, there's definitely he's imbued this this old man's imbued with something otherworldly. But they're also like, well, we're gonna wait and monitor him, find out what he has to say. Oh, and before the did he or did he show, not? Mm-hmm. But. There's very throughout the point before Gabriel Byrne shows up and kills this guy. I'm like, does he have a tongue or doesn't he? You got to figure this out for me right now. Movie. He doesn't have a tongue. So how did he talk to Schwaz? Well, this because it's is supernatural shit going on. I mean, like you said, he shouldn't have been able to survive that fall. He shouldn't have even really been able to run like he was like and. I think it has to do with, uh, you know, he's one of God's warriors or whatever, you know? So uh, there's something supernatural playing through him, apparently, because they find his tongue, right? Because yeah, they, steal a, keeps it. they steal a clue off the body <laughs> and don't it's, give it to uh, the Skoda's, cops. Yeah, even Kevin Pollock's like, you should probably give that to the police. And I'm, again, confused. I'm like, you're not the police? Right. <laughs> Because I thought you were a SWAT team. And he has a badge um, on. He's dressed like he's in the SWAT team. They're both in the SWAT team. Yeah. I have a Kevin Pollock gets to be in the SWAT team note. Well, like, I guess they have really? like a this guy? striker security has its own private SWAT team, I guess. And Kevin Pollock can be in it. Yeah. He's, he's part of the elite force. <laughs> His qualifications include stealing the baby from a daikini while it was taking a pee-pee. <laughs> this entire resume. And a killer Columbo impression. <laughs> so they end up going to this, like... And he's like a... Do they find out he's like a priest or something? The old man? Yeah, he, pull, he pulls his shirt open and sees yeah. that he's got a collar. So it's a man of the cloth. And he pulls a matchbook from Spoda's. 
And the reason that I wrote down Spotas is because when we see the sign for the bar Spotas, mm-hmm. it says Spotas Bar and Packaged Goods. Huh. <laughs> what kind? I don't know. Huh. I thought that you were supposed to bring the packaged goods with you to the bar, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hear you. The ladies. <laughs> you want to be a real Wall Street investor? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so they yeah they go they yeah, find so, the guy's place. It's gross. There's uh, and they find his tongue in a jar. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then uh, Kevin Pollock's like, I'm feeling a little peckish, and he goes and opens the refrigerator, and uh-huh. you get a really just grating cat scare. Uh-huh. It's that cat in the fridge. The- <laughs> it's so loud. Like, it's... Like, I'm like, good lord. And then he goes, there's something in here. And I really wanted Schwaz to be go, yeah, it's a cat. <laughs> yeah. Besides the cat? There's more in there? There's more in there. <laughs> and there's a picture in there. <laughs> in a jar. Again, and they steal that. <laughs> he had a lot evidence. of mason jars. <laughs> this guy loved jars. Kept his pictures, his tongue, everything. Um, and it's uh, is that was it a picture of her? I can't remember who the maybe. Picture was. I couldn't focus because I'm like, was he going to eat the cat later? Why is the cat in the fridge? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a hard detail to get the- over especially when it, it screams is. at you it's jarring anyway so then we we uh they steal the picture that's the next bit of evidence mm-hmm. that they steal the cops show up again and they're like what are you doing here and they're like Ugh. and they're like talking about the shit on the house like on their way out because they get some information that they start trying to figure out who this girl is and uh, I think at, at that point is when we meet the baby now grown up and Robin Tunney. Tunney? Is that right? Yeah, Robin Tunney. And she's being, she appears to be being harassed on the subway by uh, an al- this albino guy with white afro puffs and a wonky eye. Yeah, Victor Varnado. I think he actually died, oh. but he plays weird-looking guy in a number of films. Ah, well, he fits the bill, and he comes up and starts telling him, he's like, he's gonna fuck you, he's gonna fuck you, and then she touches him, and he shatters, and like half of his face is like, he's gonna fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> and then she wakes up from her vision. <laughs> God damn! Yeah, he's not really there. And everybody on the bus or the subway is like, "What's your deal?" And she's like, "I'm schizophrenic." Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Humpty Dumpty just said that he was gonna fuck me, or someone was going to. <laughs> right. And then we find out her you guys name didn't is, see that. <laughs> her name is Christine. 
<laughs> Christ. And uh, then she's being cared for. She has like a nurse caretaker. And she's being counseled by Udo Kier. Yeah. He's like, don't worry about it. I'm Udo. Yeah. <laughs> so the evil hospital Psst. contingent has weaseled their yeah, way in. I guess in. he's just like, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what Udo's deal is in yeah, this movie. Yeah, Mike, are they part of the church? And they're just like turncoats, but they somehow got themselves to be like, because isn't the church supposed to be looking out for her? And that's what I thought. Right. Yeah, it's confusing. But maybe the devil worshippers got there faster because all the church guys are old and slow and they wear dresses. Yeah. Uh. But the part where Schwaz puts it together, he's like, no, it doesn't have to be Christ. It could be Christine. Christine, New York, just yeah. sausage in the database. And they do, and they're like, comes oh, right Christ- up, and you're like, he's good like- thing they didn't name her Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. He's like, could be Christine. Would have never found her. Check for Christine in New York, or Christine York. Just comes up with her name, like, immediately. Nobody has ever found anybody faster no. than they find her. And that happens a lot, it seems like. He's always got something like, it's like, well, now he's got to go find her again later, you know? And he's like, uh, and, oh, he has a tracking device. Like, I didn't know about that. You know? Like, <laughs> feels like none of it. The tracking device. Oh, we have to wait for the tracking okay. device. <laughs> There's a lot of banter about the 1,000 years ago. The world will end 1,000 years after 1,000 years ago or 1,000 years. Tomorrow is 1,000 years later than a day 1,000 years ago. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Do you guys get the significance the- of the thousand years? No? Well, it's significant. Know that. They go to Rod Steiger, I think, at this point, right? Yes. At the church. Yeah, they go to Rod Steiger, and he's like, they're asking him about Thomas Aquinas, because that's who... The, yeah, the shooter yeah. was Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I talked to him. And I'm like, does he or does he not have a tongue? Yeah. He does not have a tongue. It's in that jar. So how is he talking to all these people? He's not. He just, it was a vision. Because cause Schwaz is also apparently touched because he's having visions, too. Yeah. In the, in the basement, after uh, Rod Steiger tells him to fuck off in so many words. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Apparently, Schwaz doesn't really care about employees-only <laughs> signs. He's like... He's like, all right, leave now. Rod Steiger's like, this guy's poking around. Hey, fuck off. Go away. And then he takes, like, the exact door... Mm-hmm. To where all the shit's going on. So Schwaz like goes immediately mo- that way. Like it's not even like he goes into his office and there's a secret passageway or something. It's just like <laughs> I'm gonna go de- I'm gonna go downstairs where we got a lady tied up to a bed with stigmata uh <laughs> and a bunch of <laughs> weird god accountants at tables and uh we're working on some shit. You get you leave. 
Yeah. Make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> so weird. And then he goes down there to like see how things are going with the accountants and the stigmata lady that's tied to a bed. <laughs> and Schwartz follows him. He's like, what are you doing here? I told you to go away. He's like, I just follow people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> and that I don't even know how that resolves or if we learn anything there or does it come back to that later because no I think it cuts to uh, the devil Gabby yeah burn and he's gone over to Udo Kier's house yeah, he's following to talk this, to him like, about how things are 12 monkeys looking graffiti everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah I, I guess Udo's there. The the satanic sect is putting that shit up or something. I think that they had pagers. He should have gotten Satan a pager. Yeah. Yeah. It would have helped better than just vandalite that much vandalism to get him to come to your house. <laughs> yeah. It seems, it seems odd. So then the devil's like, is this your wife and daughter? And he's <sighs> like, yes. And so he has sex with them and there's mom and daughter porn. You're like, ew. And they're all melding together, like, digitally. Well, he, he sucks one of their face, and then they it sucks the other one in. Uh-huh. So now they're the same person, and then they become Robin Tunney, and then she wakes up. Yeah. I was like, so that was her dream so, somehow? Or was he doing that? Did he kill Udo Kier's family? What the hell is going on? Yeah, I don't know. That was confusing. Also, New York looks really dirty. Hadn't Giuliani cleaned this friggin' shit up yet? <laughs> he had, hadn't he? Yeah. Like, Times Square well, is much nicer now. They're they're acting like it's the Times Squares of the eighties. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, Giuliani put an end to all of this. I, I want to paraphrase a newscast we hear. Uh, I didn't get the exact quote, but it says something like, "Satanic cults that seem to be trying to disrupt New Year's Eve celebrations worldwide." Yep. (laughs) Which I just found to be a really funny sentence. It is, because it implies that no one's doing anything about it. (laughs) Satanic cults are just going around ruining New Year's parties. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Disrupting celebrations. They came in, they were wearing a bunch of pleather, they pissed in the punch bowl, and they left. Those sons of bitches. Damn Satanists. Uh, That was crystal light. (laughs) So then Satan goes to the uh, hospital, right? I think that's where we might hear the newscast. I'm not sure. But he goes where Thomas is in like an oxygen tent or something. Thomas Aquinas. And he's Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and so Satan obviously starts smoking a cigarette. And then uh, you can do that in hospitals. Yeah. And he smokes and then uh, crucifies him to the ceiling. And yep. And that's not the end of Thomas. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) This guy takes a lick and keeps on ticking. So they get him down and then he comes back to life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and a cop shoots him. 
<laughs> and they all look at him like, why'd you shoot that guy? And he's like, why wouldn't yeah. I shoot an undead man swinging around a syringe? Why would I not do that? But also... I shot him in the head. He's obviously a zombie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. That that shooting is going to have an investigation. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> so now some uh, Catholic heavies have made it to Robin Tunney's apartment, mm-hmm. which is lavish. And what follows is the largest calamity that's ever happened to one collection of art. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Did you you notice? The whole place is covered in paintings, and I swear to God, every one of them gets fucked up in one way or another. They hate art. They do. Like, one guy's dying. He's because Schwaz and Pollock show up. While it's going down, they hear the screams, and they're just, like, rampant SWAT team, (laughs) private SWAT team do-gooders, right? So they just bust into the house. Start shooting dudes. There's no way. There's one dude at like the end of the hallway, like six feet away that they have a gunfight with and they suppress him a number of times. And there's just no way to do it without shooting him like 40 times. Uh (laughs) Like how this guy survives makes no sense to me. He's just standing in the center of the hallway, not doing a good job in a gunfight. And he makes it for a while (laughs) until Schwaz throws him down the stairs and he's like, well, if I'm going to die, I'm taking every motherfucking painting on this wall with me. <laughs> and he does, and he lands on him, and he bleeds out on the paintings that he already fucked up. Uh, great. Man. This was Hyam's passion. He hates art. <laughs> yeah. This is where it comes out. It's like, just looks like a bunch of bullshit to me. Yeah. So, uh, eventually... Schwaz fights them off and they got some evidence, one of their hope necklaces. Uh-huh. Then it cuts to a scene where Gabby Byrne is waiting for Udo Kier and you're like, okay, good. They're going to have a conversation that will help me make some sense of this. Instead, Gabriel Byrne punches Udo's head off. Yeah. And then says, Yuck. <laughs> and you're like, why'd you do that? Yeah. Also, yeah. did you ingest his family? I'm still on. Unco- I'm. I'm. I'm completely. I'm, it's all unclear. Yeah. Oh, and Schwaz also he stole a book now. More evidence has been stolen. Yeah. He's just always stealing yeah. shit. I think he's a kleptomaniac. Is the problem. But anyway, they they go and find after they got Christine. Yeah, and uh, and there's blah 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 Templars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Templars are back. Templars are back. <laughs> they can't stay away. <laughs> uh, uh, how about at oh, one point she when they have the the dual vision of all the like tortured souls in her apple. Oh, yeah. I wrote, don't eat that. There's demons having an orgy on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They just scrape them off and she eats it anyway. It was odd. 
It's like, here, let me use use my tactical knife to scrape them off. It's still good. <laughs> Maybe that's what he ate that gave her the farts that he farted in that lady's face. <laughs> Sorry. Demons make me gassy. Yeah. Oh, and while he's outside, while he's in with her, uh, Kevin Pollock's out in the in the truck. Yeah, waiting, and uh, the devil comes along and starts pissing black liquid, or kind of. Greenish. It looked like antifreeze. Yeah, I think it's dark, just antifreeze. So dark, and it, it leaks all the way down to Kevin Pollock's car, and then. The devil lights it on fire and blows Kevin Pollock up. Yep. yep. My note there is Satan piss. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Shit is potent. And this my is next where. Is, yeah. Why? Why did you blow that guy up? He's helping you. <laughs> right. Like this is his personal security force. I feel like a couple of emails and this whole thing would have gone a lot better. Yeah, yeah. You're correct. It's all about a lack of communication, you know? Mm-hmm. People just need to state what they're thinking, get their concerns out of the way, get on the same page. We'd all just talk to each yeah. other a little more, you know? Uh, but this is where Schwaz gets in a fight with Christine's nurse. Or her mom? It's her nurse mom. It's her nurse mom. Yeah, so she raised her, and she's like saying, like, didn't I give you everything when she's yeah. fighting Schwaz? And then she exerts super strength at points, but at other points, she's just an old lady being tossed around by Schwaz. Yeah, I mean, she kicks his ass for a while. And I was like, wow, she's really kicking his ass. And then suddenly he just <laughs> he just kind of finished it. And I was like, oh, oh, he just grabs her and throws her through a glass fucking coffee table. Yeah. And she's like, you're right. I can't fight you. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? And this is the point where you really like, he could have just walked right in, not blown anybody up. This whole thing goes better. Yeah. Like, you're the guy I'm protecting. Yeah, this is my fiance. And she's like, oh, I guess. I guess that's what's happening. <laughs> like, just a simple conversation, and the devil gets to take over the earth. He's making his own job a lot harder. Yeah, because he's a firebug or something. He's a seagull manager, Satan. A seagull manager? Yeah, he just fly in, crap all, everything, <laughs> all over everything, and fly out. He doesn't accomplish anything. He's a seagull manager. Uh, there you go. Yep. Yeah, he's pretty inept. Um, I feel like there's a bunch of nonsense that happens in dialogue that doesn't make any sense. And then eventually uh they are trying to get away. The police show up. He like just pulls out two guns and blows the fuck out of these two cops. Just shoots the shit out of them. CCH pounders. One of them. She's totally dead. Cause then they're like, we just want the girl. It's like, they're a part of it. Yeah, I guess they've been convinced or they're like, yeah, this not cop is rampaging all over town. Yeah. And he's kidnapped a girl from her home. 
So they're actually just acting like police officers right here. All right. They're giving him the benefit of the doubt, but they definitely have to arrest him because he's broken many laws by this point. Yeah. So he murders them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the devil resurrects him. she tells him, yeah, I guess she's an undead minion now. Yeah. And adjacent from that happening is when she's like, I've seen the man before. He's in my dreams. He's the man of my dreams. It's like, you've got problems, lady. (laughs) So let's see. The devil, like, finds them at the church, right? Yeah. He can't go in. Or he, he can't go in until the church people make... This is only one thing that I could make sense of, is that when the other church people show up and show malice, he's now able to enter the church because it's no longer sacred ground. Right. That's right. Which then leads to a, him going up to Schwaz's apartment and they have cocktails, cocktails with Satan. Mm -hmm. Like you do. I would be wary of that because of his uh, propensity for exploding places. Sure. Yeah. He does. He doesn't use the bathroom either. At best, he's just going to piss antifreeze all over your kitchen. Yeah. That's the best kit base Best case scenario with having this version of Satan at your house. Yeah. Not a good house guest. No. Instead, he makes him watch his family die again in a flashback. And there's sort of all like right. an it's a wonderful life thing happening here. <laughs> yeah. That's where we learn of all his torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Schwaz, after a lot of blah, 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 almost falls out of the window, probably loses both of his hands, uh, doesn't somehow, uh-huh. <laughs> hanging from the window, grabs, he can't pull himself up, but he can grab Gabriel Byrne with one hand and just throw him like a, a sack of fruit through the roof of a Bronco. And I'm like, not a Bronco. (laughs) Uh, He's disappeared. Kevin Pollack shows up. Yeah. Kevin Pollack comes back. Now he's working for the devil exclusively. Obviously. He's claiming that he's not though. Right. Even though we know they were working for him before. And I believe that their job hasn't changed, even though they've decided to be gumshoes uh, privately yeah. on their own time. They are still employed in order to protect this man. Yeah, I would think so. so. Kevin Pollock hasn't actually changed sides or anything. Like, he's just still doing his job, I guess. Yeah. He's he's doing so, his job now in a probably better. He's probably doing a better version of his job. If doing your job he's is the able to, thing to do. <laughs> he's able to perform his duties at a better capacity because he had a conversation yeah. with his employer. Right. Whereas Schwaz is employer, investigating him. <laughs> yeah. He is a bit of a seagull manager. And rather than just like tell him what he needs to do, he lit him on fire first so that he'd be like, well, you got to understand this situation right. serious. I'm going to fucking kill you. Or he's like, I could have just. You could have just emailed me. This is all too much. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Pollock gets on fire a lot. 
He does. Uh, Schwaz shoots him to make sure he's not a demon, I guess. And he bleeds. He's like, you're not a demon. Yay. So sorry I shot you. He's shot up his apartment to the point that I'm like, do the police come now? No, never. Because he's just in here drunk every night shooting his apartment up and they're used to it. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, they get calls every now and then. They're like, that's just Jericho's place. Uh, the, I think this is when the church people do malice. I think we skipped ahead to this oh, accidentally. Okay. So they're about to kill her on the cross, and he shoots their sacred knife in half. And now devil can come into the church, this I guess. This is the satanic ritual. Where, yeah, where had <laughs> the satanic ritual. Schwaz poops the party. Yep. And then uh, one of oh, the. Oh, this is after he was crucified, lower... though. No, this is not yet. Not? He hasn't been crucified yet. Okay. No, so this is the part where the Christine. guy. The one Catholic crusader underling tries to use some anti Dracula stuff on him. And he just grabs his cross and sticks it in his head. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Then and you then know, well, like, they're none like of you this can't come in working. here. And this is a fun line where he's like, What? I can be church in church for a while. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, oh, how about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the blade vampire. Apparently, rules. all of these uh, holy men skipped Satan fighting day in Sunday school. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not either. Uh, This is the part where he tries to make off through the back. Then a bunch of there's a mob of Satan worshipers that beat him up real bad and crucify him. Kevin Pollack turns and steals Robin Tunney. And then it flashes forward to the next day. And I have a question. What do you think they did that night? Her and Satan. Did they play Parcheesi? Yeah, I don't. I would think he would want to just get down to business and get on with the matter at hand. But I guess, I guess you got to wait. Yeah, he has to have sex with her directly in between eleven and midnight. Oh, all right, okay. He's on a timetable. I don't know. I don't know what they did. Maybe they watched some like America's Funniest Home Videos or something. What was popular in 1999 on a on a Friday night? Oh man, I don't know. I don't think I had a TV. TGIF. <laughs> I mean, I had a TV with like a DVD player, but I didn't have a any yeah. TV. I'm not sure what people were watching. Mad about you or something like that. I think that was Thursdays. That's Thursdays. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Not my area of expertise. Um. <laughs> uh. So, Schwaz has been rescued by the good church guys, not the bad church guys. Mm -hmm. And they've patched him up. He's been asleep all day. He's like, we still got time. And then I was expecting them to have a bunch of secret holy weapons for anti-Satan. And they don't. Yeah. Like, what what are you going to do? And then he goes back to his office? Is that where this is? I think so. 
and grabs a small arsenal. Mm-hmm. And I think this is his boss. And his boss is like, where are you going? The police are after you. He's like, nah, and leaves <laughs> with a small arsenal. Yeah. Well, he's got bigger fish to fry. He's like, yeah, no, I uh, had to kill to- a couple of them, but they got the devil. I got to take care of the devil. He's going to take. He's gonna end the world, and I don't want to. And I'll talk to you later. I got to take the guns <laughs> and go and kill the devil and talk to you about it. It's not a problem. Not going to do overtime. Don't worry. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, they just went and left. <laughs> Yeah, there's a deleted scene where it's just the guys that work there drinking coffee. <laughs> that Jericho Kane's really tough to manage. Have you guys seen his time card? It's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to spend some time with Jericho Kane when this isn't going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get through day to day life. He's- yeah, he's trying. It's like one of those guys where it's like he's just mashes the chili dog directly on his chest rather than his mouth. Fuck <laughs> yeah. it. Give me a drink. <laughs> it's There's nothing to live for. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's such a bummer. No one invites him to the parties. <laughs> Which leads us to him going to a Satan party. That's right. We're like, you. And then there's more Darth Vader business. We're like, you have so much hatred in your heart. So you can go in. They don't even question this guy. Like, who's running this shitty party? They just let the guy in. (sighs) They're all, like, dancing, and he's got her up on a stone table, because, you know, why not have sex on rock your first time? Yeah, this is a good time, this party. So Schwaz shows up and shoots a couple rounds into the air, shoots a guy, and all these devil worshippers are totally cowards. They're like screaming and running to the back of the room. Yeah. I mean they're just they're just people, you know? Huh. They don't want to be they don't want to be fighting a guy with a gun. Okay. Uh Kevin Pollack decides to overcome evil. So he burns to the ground, tries to grab him a couple times. I'm like, yeah. shoot your friend. Do him a favor. Yeah. He doesn't do that. We actually see Kevin Pollock's face burning and melting yeah. in one of the shots. Yeah. And in other shots, it's a stunt guy in a fat suit. Yep. Fat burn suit. Those are always fun to fo- to watch. Uh, he shoots a grenade. Blows off uh, half of the devil's head. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, he's got a grenade launcher. He means business. (laughs) I have to return it to the office afterwards. Don't let me lose it. It's so expensive. The boss will have my ass. (laughs) Requisition forms. (laughs) I didn't fill out the requisition forms. (laughs) He's going to be pissed off about the missing rounds already. (laughs) Shit. Guys riding my ass all the time. I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
So they make it down to the subway, and there's apparently an empty subway Mm. train down there that there's a guy, and he's like, what's going on? They're like, we're escaping the devil. Yeah. And he's like, come on in. (laughs) And they have a big train fight with the devil. How about the part Mm. where Schwaz is falling off the train, and Christine pulls him back up? I got to go back to where Gabriel Byrne as the devil just like stays in front of the train while it hits him uh-huh. only to like start poking holes in it. I'm like, well, now you're just showing off. Right. <laughs> that's the that's, devil's that's problem. Dumb. That's why he never fucking succeeds. He He's just a show off. He's too caught up in his image mm. and he, uh, he just, you know, he can't help but explode shit all the time. He has a lot of impulse control sounds like James, problems. Sounds like James Harden. For sports fans out there. Maybe maybe oh. Satan should be in the NBA. And something we didn't mention earlier in the movie, Satan was walking down the street and uh I don't know, he runs into knocks a kid off his skateboard or something, and the kid's like, Hey man, fuck you. And he's like he's being rude to the devil. So as he gets out of yeah. on a skateboard to cross the street, uh Gabriel Burns like Hey, kid. And the kid turns around, looks at him, and gets hit by a bus. Yep. <laughs> and then he goes, nice shirt. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, yeah. it says Satan <sighs> rules on it. And also, that kid was getting hit by that bus no matter what. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sort of like he's just taking presidential credit for it. Right. <laughs> All right, where were we? We're still on the train. Oh, the, train. the train like stops. There's a lot of points in this movie where I'm like, okay, you can't do that. You're gonna like in this part when they separate the train cars, and then he uses the grenade launcher again as Satan's jumping over to him, and it shoots Satan back in the car, and then that train explodes. I'm like, you can't do that. You're gonna run into it. Yeah, but they do. Yeah, they run into it and they barely survive. Yeah, that's what I like about this movie: the realism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make it back to a church back for the, the final ch- stand. Back to the church. Yeah. And Gabriel Byrne breaks all the glass. Uh huh. All of it. Candles start shooting extra fire. Mm hmm. That's how you know shit's about to go down. Also, in this scene, tenderly. Schwaz rediscovers Jesus in the barrel of his grenade launcher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you are. Hey, yeah. hey Jesus. <laughs> so good to see you. I've been having trouble with my boss. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> my Schwaz got weird, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm really busy right now, but later we'll catch up. It's been a long time. I haven't talked to you since... Ah, oh, shit, since my family was killed been so long since I said, fuck you, God, fuck you. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, all water under the bridge now, God. <laughs> anyway, we're down to like four minutes to hmm. uh, the New Year's. Satan manifests as a demon that doesn't look very good. And then goes into Schwaz's body. In order to try to, like, pull one last fast one on Mm -hmm. Christine. Yeah. 
And already I write down, you're down to two minutes. You can't get into him. He's too drunk. <laughs> There's no way Schwaz is going to get done in two minutes with the amount that he drinks. Right, right, right. Yep. Like, can he even get it up? Bad choice, devil. He's Bad like, ah, choice. Damn it. I got the whiskey dick. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll never have an Neither. antichrist. <laughs> Just my luck. You want me to do it here at the table? There's no four seasons around here? <laughs> Come on. Do we find maybe one of these pews? <laughs> do any of these pews have padding? Gah. <laughs> oh man uh well he his purity and his rediscovery of jesus in the grenade launcher barrel make it to where he doesn't rape christine and by the ticker crisis has been averted mm-hmm. yeah it's not gonna happen but he throws himself on a fucking sword anyway yeah and then the fire of Satan apparently just spews out of him mm-hmm. and then gets sent back to hell. Yep. And then we go on with our lives. He sees his family and he dies. That's right. They're waiting for him on the other side, I guess is the implication. Yeah. He's like, ah, great. There you are. I've been looking for you. And then he's gone. And then Christine Look just left shitty. to pick up the pieces. <laughs> she doesn't, though. She just, like, goes over and grabs his hand. She's like, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry about your life and all. <laughs> and she takes off and that roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs> I remember this being a big deal because there was no escaping the spoiler, even before I got to the theater to see it. Mm. Like, everyone was like, Schwaz dies in this one. I'm like, okay, right. well, that's great. But it was an odd choice that they would kill Schwaz, and he, I guess, balked at it. And I guess he didn't like uh, Hayem's shooting either. He thought it was too dark. Yeah. But at the same time, I thought Hayem's shooting was really good because this is a devil movie. Like, what do you want? Right. Yeah. Which will lead us to questions. I still have three oh, fairly good. large questions. I'll start uh-huh. with... What does she do next? Yeah. Like, I mean, this is an awfully odd few days she's had. And now her her life is in just gone, basically. Yeah, she can't go back to her apartment that was lavish because, one, it's been torn apart. And, two, it was owned by devil worshippers who are now all dead. Yeah. I don't know where the property rights lie on that, but it seems like she's... Broken homeless at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see any other way out for her. Her life is miserable from here on out. But, you know, the alternative was she gives birth to the Antichrist and is, I guess, queen of hell. I don't know. You know? Yeah, if she, like, looks at this, like, in six months... Do you think she's having some real regrets? <laughs> right. She's like, God damn it. Could have ruled in hell. 
instead of selling more plasma or whatever she has to do to make ends meet poor girl yeah my second question where does he work and you're saying it's stinger security S- was it striker striker security yeah have to find it again but yes i believe it was striker so the striker security do wall street people have Mm -hmm. guards with grenade launchers at their disposal well ones that have recently become the devil definitely do okay um Possibly others. What I w- about the Enron guys? I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Yeah. The answer to that question, I wouldn't want to find out. I'd be like, oh my God, they do. That sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have any questions? Uh, no, most of my questions were like, what the fuck? You know, like just <laughs> all, all the way through. <laughs> That having been said, I do so, recommend it. <laughs> yeah. That my last question then is um does he need to sacrifice himself at the end? Because it's clear that he doesn't have enough time to have sex with her. Right. When he throws himself on the sword. So is he just suiciding himself so he can see his family? Because it doesn't have any other reason to do that. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. You're right. I guess the the window had closed, so it's just a. Uh... But what actually sends him back to hell anyway? Maybe that's my question. Is I mean, was there some other intervention here? Because all no. he does is just stabs himself, and it seems like the devil would just come out of that body and find another one. Or the the time's up, he just goes back to hell again. Right. Time's up. So, so yeah, I would say no, he didn't have to do that. He was just being a goddamn show-off, because he's the devil. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll give him some, like he did lose his family and he had to talk his best friend into burning to the ground in front of him. Right. Plus he killed those cops. He just killed himself. You know, his life after this was not going to be good. He was going to prison. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he saved the world. Yeah. That's always the way. All right, then. Always. Yeah. Final recommendations. Uh, my pick, you go first. Uh, I say do it. If if you like um, everything good in the world. No. Uh, if, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say there are Schwaz movies. If you're a Schwaz fan, but you're not a completist, there are Schwaz movies you can skip. I say if this is one that you thought was that way, I think you should check it out. I think you can't skip this one at all because it marks the decline of his career. Mm-hmm. This is, if you like Schwaz, this is must-see for that reason. I think you should watch it because it's a turd. We usually don't give a lot of dues to movies that are over two hours long, and this one is over two hours long. Yeah. But it manages to be dumb enough the whole way through that you have a nice time with it. Yeah, it's a good time. I would say, however, because did you have you have the stars package where this is like included in Prime? No, I actually had a digital copy of this one. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. If you have stars or Hulu, you get to watch this with your subscription. 
It's otherwise on... you have to pay four dollars on Vudu. That's how much oh. I had to pay for it. it. Was either start my six months of stars, which I wasn't gonna do, or pay four dollars. And I think for two, it's a definite do. For four, I'm not sure. Mm. Yeah. There's probably 99 cent copies of this DVD everywhere because we mentioned that it was huge in DVD sales. And also, I don't, did I mention this was the last movie that they ever pressed to Laserdisc? Really? Yeah, huh. this is the last movie they ever pressed to Laserdisc. Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh. But yeah, that's... As far as I can find, four bucks seems to be the... Most of the rental. The only quick way. Yeah. Lame. They need to make this more readily available Uh, to the public. They do. Yeah. People need to see what's going on. And on that note, (laughs) I think that you you bested me this time around in Schwaz, so I'm going to let you do the get to the chopper in Schwaz. Oh. Get to the chopper!